0: And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. It's the birthday boys. It's the birthday boys. Just me and Doc. It's the birthday boys, Doc, and no one else. At Doc Manson. No, we're we're not ignoring him. He's not muted. GQ legit. He didn't isn't die here. Yep. He, he was not hit by a bus, unfortunately. No, for or no, a I, I don't want him. Or a wheat thresher, that's true. I would I wish no physical harm on our good buddy GQ. Emotional harm, we can talk about physical harm. That's that's a bridge too far. It's weird just looking at you. Like the screen's bigger. I feel like I get a better sense of your complexion. You are a good-looking 38-year-old man. I'm just going to say it right now. You are a good-looking 38-year-old man.
1: Well, thank you. I accept the compliment, and I'm trying to think of a way to to, to, to sort of turn it around and, and, like, provide you a compliment also. Um, but, you know, one, it's not my strong suit. And, and two, D.C. Matthews at the D.C. Matthews, which I don't think I said yet. Um, while while your screen is bigger, since it's not being shared, you know, there's not a split screen here with you
0: and GQ. I imagine this webcam is a piece of shite. <laughs> it's, not, it's not very detailed <laughs> or sharp. Um, yeah. I see a lot of noise,
1: which I don't think is you. I think it's the camera.
0: Yeah. So <clears throat> I did have that thought because, you know, clearly you have, um, I don't know if it's a ring light. You have some sort of light that is behind the camera, or maybe you don't have it on today, but it looks as if, oh, normally you have some sort of light. You have a good camera. GQ has, you know, whatever his wife will let him buy. Um, I have this piece of junk laptop, and my wife also has a piece of junk laptop, and we have debated either going in together on a very good quality laptop or just each buying our own. But I do think this summer, in addition to probably upgrading my car, I should probably upgrade some sort of this equipment here because if we're going to continue doing this podcast. Nah. We were driving home from the Great North Woods and I was you know talking about you know getting home and doing this and that and my wife goes, one, well, you're recording the podcast." And I right and I went, "Yeah, I am." And like for like that half a second, I want to have a weekly conversation with you and GQ. I never want that to stop. But for a moment, I was like, we don't have to record it. We could just, <laughs> you know, talk. And It's true. We although, both know that we won't. I was just going to say, we've said time and time again, this is the only reason we see each other. But either way, it was your birthday yesterday as we record this. It was my birthday three days before that. Who would have ever believed that the two hosts of, you know, we were born... I don't know if you know the specific time of day in which you were born. Do you know?
1: Uh, yeah, approximately. Um, I can't actually. I can't remember if it's 1115 AM or 11, like 45
0: AM somewhere in there though. I'm twenty six PM. So almost 72 hours. Exactly. You know, separate. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, we, we won't necessarily need to name the hospitals in which we were born. I'll assume we were not born in the same hospital, but I'd like to think that. You I doubt know, it, but you never know. Yeah, I would like. I to wasn't think, born in this in this state. Oh, well, then, no, we definitely weren't. I was born in this state. Okay. My where, where
1: I grew up was just on the town line, basically, with the neighboring state. Yes. So the large hospital there was closer. So that's where they went. That
0: makes sense. No, I was born, you know, in in state. I like we, we speak cryptically about this, um, but yes. So I, I always find that funny. Here we are, seventy-two hours or so separate us, and we found each other. There was there was a void, and we filled our each other's voids. No, not a good sure. analogy. Should I try? Sure, <laughs> sure. The, uh, we found each other in the darkness and despite the fact that we hated each other at first <laughs> we kept at it. And yeah, now we
1: have uh, cultivated the, the the most amicable, hateful relationship that I, I think exists.
0: I'm glad you use the word cultivated because it is we work at it. Like it's true. the conversations I have with you, I only ha- I have those type of conversations with only one other person and she's two rooms that way. Like, it is, it you know, I I don't often am sitting down texting other friends being like, well, when you said this, this is kind of how it, like, came across and all of that. So maybe you do that with other people. Maybe you're, you Not know. Not too many. No. No. And it's, you know, I think we've, when I've crossed the line with GQ once or twice, we've maybe chatted about it for, like, 30 seconds and I've been like, nope, my bad, but. I don't
1: know if I've ever talked with GQ about crossing the line. Does that mean I haven't crossed the line?
0: I, I think that your, the love you two have for each other is <laughs> enough that you don't mind when you cross the line. Oh, I, I, nice. I, also think, I also think, despite the fact that you say far, far worse things to GQ than I do, There's a tone in your voice that implies that there is sarcasm. I sometimes don't have that. So I'll say something horrible and people go, I think he may have meant that. And sometimes. Let's be honest. When you say horrible things, you always mean them. Not always, but, you know, 96% of the time, probably. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So so I think sometimes I do cross the line because I'm not putting up the you know, yeah. Um, and I know I will say cultivate
1: going back to that there. I mean, we've said it before. Um, well, a couple different points here. One, you know, I, I've called us, you know, playing off of Kevin Smith, hetero pod mates. I mm-hmm. think there's some truth to that after all of these years. Um, we certainly do have, I think, a more open
0: and. Relationship, then well, I would say. Well, outside of my wife and my parents, I have yeah. lived with you longer than any other person alive. That's true. That's
1: true. And, you know, I was thinking about the other day, like, I honestly think, and this is going to sound ridiculous. Pro- well, no, we've talked about this on the show before, too. But doing this podcast, I, I would say, has made me a better person. Um, I think I've been challenged on this show uh, often. You know, with things that I have said to you, not always, but sometimes and uh, sometimes things you've said about
0: Roman Reigns.
1: Right, right. But 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 again, honestly, like there were moments there where I had to sort of reflect and say, am I just and I I don't know, I I think you would agree over the years. I I think I'm a different a a different sort of individual than I maybe was 15 years
0: ago. I say that, and again, I'll refer you to the woman two rooms that way. She yeah. says that frequently. That's odd. She, she's like, she's like, you know. So, like, and again, we don't see each other that often. But when we do, she will remark at how you you seem to be. I would say a happier person now than you were fifteen yeah. years
1: ago. That's probably true. I mean, I was even thinking about it the other day, like. And I don't mean to like rag on my past self or anything but but you know and I, I again i do i do and we've only been doing the podcast for what six years now coming up coming up on coming
0: up on our six year anniversary, yeah,
1: so like I guess it's not completely this, it's certainly not completely this, I can point to other things uh in my life as well, but you know i I think I've made a lot of progress just as a human being over the course of the last fifteen years, like' like I mean honestly, like this is. I don't know. This is probably, I don't, maybe it's a surprise. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But I would say, I won't say that I ever, hmm, what's the right way to phrase this? Um, I think I made it out of college and I was still homophobic to some degree or another. You know what I mean? Like, I think at that point in my life, I probably still had some of those thoughts. But, you know, very quickly, again pointing to other things in my life but you know then i had a a girlfriend who would go on to be my my wife who lived with several different uh homosexual gay men uh in her apartment outside of boston and sort of just being i can i can remember back then even then being like i wasn't like i wasn't like it wasn't when i say homophobic i don't mean like hating them. I mean no. more like misunderstanding
0: or not. If if I may step in. Yeah. Because I, I wanted to just let you continue to try to figure it out. But if you are like me, and I think we grew up in relatively similar towns, um, my exposure to any kind of diversity was minimal at best. We had mm. a diversity club in our high school. And it wasn't until later that I realized I don't know that you have a diversity club if you're diverse. Right. So the fact that we had one kind of implied. And so my exposure to different races, um, even different uh, religions, different sexualities, very different experience. So I don't know that I was homophobic necessarily but there was certainly a lack of experience in the world yeah i mean i don't know if i would say homophobic's
1: the right term either i mean i already put it out there so i'm not i'm not necessarily walking it back but like you know certainly back in high school you could say it was the time period but like there were certain words that would be used and they were just sort of commonly accepted slang and i think it definitely took me a while to realize that oh yeah words have meaning and even mm-hmm. though it doesn't mean anything to me and to me it's always just meant this, it has a deeper meaning for others, yeah. and then you have to decide well do does that matter to me do do the opinions and feelings of others matter to
0: me and you're right. I don't think I've been challenged with that um previously no. in my life the the social group that we had and i'll go I'll go to the drama club because you know I had the group of people that you know, I lived with freshman year, you lived in a different dorm, you eventually kind of came and joined that group. But even the drama club, not a hugely diverse group. No. Just, you know a lot of Caucasians, a lot of heterosexuals. Um, and so again, we you know, it wasn't until and I say you have to you, you get through college and then you go out into the world and you realize, okay, there are other people. Like you said, your wife happened to live with people who were very different and you kind of have to have that experience. The people that you work with or you're in a professional situation with, and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, those things that the people I know because we have three hour breakfasts every day, they're not going to, this, this person who's essentially a stranger I share an office with or a you know, hallway with is not going to understand what I say that the people I spent four years of college with did. Mm. So I you know I do think I hope everyone is different in positive ways in their mid 30s than they are in their early 20s. Hopefully. Um you know Not all of them though. Definitely not all of them. Not all of them, but I hope that enough of them are so that Yeah. You know, and again it comes down to I th- I think lack of experience.
1: Yeah, so. I think so. Out of the frying pan into the fire, you know, so we can just have the look at and face those sorts of things that you don't know about. I, I, it helps expand one's uh, horizons, I guess. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, and the fact bringing it back to the podcast that we have a, I, I would argue our following in the UK is as large, if not larger than it is in the U S. So just having spent six years conversing regularly with Glenn and Che and Simon and Danny and, and, people in the UK and Danielle in Oklahoma and Jeremy in Louisiana and Brandon in wherever Brandon lives, Kentucky, I want to say, but that might be Mitchell. Um, I think it's Mitchell. Brandon might. No, Brandon Max in West Virginia. Oh, okay. Brandon Banks is, I want to say, that general vicinity. But either way, um, you know, we, we have this larger group that we spend time conversing with. That we would not know I I can distinctly remember one of my most shameful Twitter moments is early on somebody was using the phrase defo which I thought was just really stupid text speak and so Um. I like mocked it I think. And it wasn't until later that I realized that's a UK phrase that I am not familiar with because I am not cultured enough to understand that slang in the United Kingdom is different. And I think about that probably every time I hear that phrase. What does that phrase mean? I don't even. It's definitely defo. Oh, that's what I thought it meant. What did you think it meant? I I thought it was text speak like you know great gr8 or totes. And oh, but but time, you thought it meant definitely,
1: but you didn't realize it was yeah, a UK I thought, thing. You just thought, I thought it, was it was a text I, thing. Didn't,
0: I thought it was just this person. I don't even remember who it was being dumb. And I think I used it sarcastically. I don't even know that the sarcasm got through because, again, it was probably a cultural phrase. But I went back. I remember within the last year or two and deleted the months. man Looked who it says
1: the man who says, People often can't tell when he's being sarcastic when he speaks wonders if it came through in a text.
0: Yeah. OK, we we can dig up the Pav conversation again, <laughs> again, referring to, yeah. You know, did I cross the line in those situations? Probably. But either way, um, yeah, I would say that the podcast definitely has broadened my horizons to a great degree. And, you know, the community of which we are fortunate enough to have kind of fostered and built uh, specifically.
1: But and slowly chipped away at and allowed to, you know, undergo entropy such that there's now only 10 of us left. Yes.
0: Let's see. What are my followers at? Oh, I'm still I'm still hanging on. Two thousand seven hundred and one. I've lost about 500 followers probably in the last year or so. I don't know if that's. I've just been going through
1: because I was following a ton of people, you know? Yeah. I I went through and now every time I see somebody who texts about sports, or I'm sorry, tweets about sports, unless it's, unless you're someone in the DDT inner sanctum, you get a pass, but everyone else, if you're tweeting about baseball or football or Mm -hmm. uh, American football, I, whatever, like you're just gone at this point. If you're retweeting something, That says club in it, it, you know, in the UK sense of the word club. Sure. You're just gone. You're gone. I don't need to see that in my timeline.
0: I I will turn off retweets, but I do notice you're (laughs) down. And I love that you're down to 1,662 followers, people you're following.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of those people probably don't even really tweet that much because they're all just dead accounts, I think. But,
0: you know. Yeah. I'm at. Uh, 164 and recently I was like you know I bet I could get down under 150 if I really do I really need to see what Lance Storm is tweeting somebody will tell you know somebody will retweet it and I'll see it but correct I mean I could unf- like I, said, I could unfollow everybody
1: except for basically the DDT inner sanctum and
0: it'd be I fine love, somebody shared in the bestie chat weeks ago uh, a little notification that says Doc Manson tweeted for the first time in a while and I, I borrowed that, and that is now my profile. The background. Of I saw my that Twitter account because so I'm just like, yeah, you know that needs that needs to be to be up there. Have we re- we have not recorded? It remind me that at some point, I want to talk about the releases. But why? we What do you mean? Why? <laughs> oh right, we're a wrestling show. Right? I forgot. That was one of the things I did think about today. Coming home was like it was like I want to keep talking. I don't know if we need to talk about wrestling. And granted, at some point, we will dive back into IMW. I'm pretty sure. But
1: Yeah, at some point. I thought about it today, and I was like, yeah, but without GQ, should we do it? We've done an episode without him before. Uh,
0: I will say, and I mean this with love, that I noticed that GQ checks out a bit. He's checking his window-washing emails and you know, connecting with new clients and things a bit when we are, when we are doing IMW. I think he'll chime in with something when he has an idea, but otherwise, wolves. Hey, I've heard worse ideas. It's true, I've had plenty. <laughs> they dressed Primo and Epico up like Matadors and then timeshare salesmen from Puerto Rico, so. In fairness, I don't think the
1: timeshare gimmick got enough airtime. I think that one really could have been it for him.
0: Shining stars. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to ask, how was your birthday? Because you had the opportunity to record with GQ last night on your birthday proper. Uh, you chose to wait. I appreciated that. But I'm, I'm I just am I had very little how... to do with you. No, no offense. <laughs> as long as it benefits me, I don't care what it has to do with. But yeah. how was your birthday? i was okay it was
1: okay um um fairly uneventful took most of the day off from work good um we did go out to um a local farm and we did a um uh, a social hour with some baby goats which was amazing basically get to sit in a pen and cuddle with a baby goat for an hour um And yeah, they totally fell asleep on me, and I got to pet them, and it was awesome. Um, You know, as somebody with terrible blood pressure, I'm pretty sure if you had checked my blood pressure at any point during that hour, they would have said I was dead because I would not (laughs) have had any blood pressure at all. Just would have been gone. Um, Very relaxing, very soothing, very wonderful, very sweet uh, little creatures.
0: Kind of like dogs in a lot of ways, but, you know, different I was going to ask, do you think if you bought goats and owned goats, it would make a difference and your blood pressure would come down?
1: Oh, I doubt it. If anything, I I think, um, I guess it depends on what you mean. If you mean like in place of a dog, I don't think it would work. Goats can't be house trained, so they just kind of go wherever,
0: which is, is, I guess, a pretty big difference. Um, But otherwise, but otherwise... I more meant just, you know, building yourself a goat pen out in the backyard.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'd rather get a grazing animal. I guess goats would do that, right? Um, somebody, just just somebody that would make it so I wouldn't have to mow my lawn anymore. That'd be great. They would just go out there and constantly eat down all of the grass. Goat sheep. You bought a whatever. lot of goats. Yeah, a whole lot of them. You I don't know. But, yeah. And after You'd that, we, uh,
0: what's that? Do you enjoy goat cheese? Oh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah,
1: have it on a salad or a pizza. I want you to be a pizza. farmer.
0: It's more what I'm saying is I'd like you to become a farmer. I would like you to be a farmer. I'd rock some overalls. You
1: would rock some overalls. You know what? You're right. You would look good in some overalls. And I could see with one of those no big shirt. old straw hats, though. What did you say? I missed it.
0: Shirt or no shirt?
1: Uh, sh- shirt? I see a shirt underneath there. Don't get me wrong. Like, I do think you could also go the full hillbilly route without the shirt, but I'm seeing you with a nice flannel, I think.
0: Ooh. Overalls Overalls over flannel. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. With a big straw hat. A big old
1: cooler climate, but, you know, you still want to stay out of the sun during that, that noonday sun, so straw hat. I can see it. I think it looks good.
0: I'm, I, I don't know that I have any of the skills required to be a no. farmer. No. No, I could, probably I could not. Heave, I could heave some hay. I've heaved hay before. There you go. I hey, in fairness, I don't
1: think I've got any of those skills either. I mean, I have a basic idea of what to milk, but, you know, that's about it. <laughs> have you ever milked anything? Uh, yeah. Again, having grown up in a rural town, we definitely had some of those, uh, what do they call 4-H days or, or whatever, you know, definitely milked my share of animals from time to time, so. You can see, I don't know that I've ever
0: milked anything.
1: You might have difficulty, though. Actually, now that I think about it, it's easy. But you've got those big old, you know, frying pan hands. I'm not. I don't know. I I, I could see that possibly
0: being helpful, but I could also see it. I think I would. I would try because I I am worried that I would Yeah grip too hard and cause pain to the animal. And then I'm worried if you go too loose. You, you, do know, you do need some firmness.
1: You do need some firmness, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, we hmm. got to get you in front of a cow.
0: The neighbors had cows. Like, I've interacted with cows plenty. I've gotten shocked on an electric fence multiple times. I How just, was that? Um, I wasn't urinating on one, so well, that myth wasn't there. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, forgive me. It's quite a shock. You know, I, I had a neighbor who, you know, Was like, we were talking. I was, he was older than me by like three or four years. And he, like, we were playing some game and he's like, all right, back up a little bit, back up a little bit, back up a little bit. And I backed into the electric fence and then proceeded to jump forward quite a ways. You know, what a great friend. Yeah. So, you know, the neighbors that you play with because there aren't any other kids around. So your friends are just based purely on proximity. I had some of those. But yeah, it's you know, it's a, have have you been electrocuted before? Um, definitely,
1: although I, again, I don't know like what the power source is for an electric fence. Is that just a car battery, or is that hooked up to the normal
0: grid? Like, I don't. It was you know, I don't remember like falling over or anything, but I can remember the coppery taste in my mouth. That's mm. what I'm that's what I'm remembering like it's I've like done your teeth hurt a little bit and you kind of like taste metal when you get a, I'm guessing that's probably shot. more voltage than I've taken cuz like I've uh I've electrocuted
1: myself a couple of times like working in the house you know on sure. an outlet or a light switch or mm-hmm. something cuz you know you're sometimes you're just too lazy to go turn off the circuit breaker that you're working on you're like ah I'm not going to touch the hot wire and of course you accidentally touch the hot wire and it I don't remember it ever being that intense, it's kind of just a mild sort of meh.
0: Yeah. I don't want to no, do that this is, again. This is a bit more full body. It's a full body, you know, I almost want to call it like a, like you, you can almost hear it like kind of hit your body. And again, get yeah. like that taste. Never had the taste. So I don't. Have you ever electrocuted yourself with a toaster? Like, w- so if you're putting stuff into, not like putting the toaster <laughs> in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> hear, hear, hear me out. Go on. When you're putting something in the toaster and it pops, but it doesn't pop. And again, because I have ham hocks on the edges of my wrists, I can't necessarily reach into the slots of the toaster to get it if it pops back down. And so I know you're supposed to unplug the toaster from the wall. Who has time for that? That's what I'm saying. And again, I used to have. Uh, in the silverware drawer, which is right by the toaster, I used to have wooden skewers cause I'm like, all right, I don't think wood is a conductor. I can like jab it with that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm, I, but I haven't, I haven't shocked myself. Did you yet, use every... a a fork or something? I'll use a butter knife or a fork. Yes. And I'm, I know I'm, I'm probably not supposed to do that. Right. That's not no. Yeah. I um,
1: I, we don't have them here cause we actually, don't have a pop-up style toaster. Uh, I haven't had one in a long time actually. Um, a Mrs. Manson prefers toaster ovens. So sure. we just use that. But um when I was growing up, we used to have a pair of wooden tongs in the drawer next to the toaster for precisely that reason. So I don't That's think you're idea. I don't think you're off base with the idea of using an implement an instrument of some kind of to reach into your toaster. And and your skewer idea was very good. Um I, I'm gonna recommend uh, some wooden tongs if you can get those flat what wooden about tongs, tongs
0: that are metal but with pla- like the plastic tips like the the tong part I itself mean, is covered I mean
1: potentially in plastic. okay but you have to make sure that
0: plastic is uh, is that a risk you want to take Yeah like uh, you yeah. know cuz one time I did just invert the toaster Uh-huh there's there's a lot of crumbs oh yeah that live in the bottom of a especially
1: toaster. especially if you don't ever clean it
0: You know me so well. <laughs> <laughs> Who cleans a toaster? N- me now that I dumped it all, like literally, it was like a pile this, <laughs> on 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 my like half an English muffin. There's this like pile of breadcrumbs.
1: Okay, yeah. Some toasters <sighs> have have a, a, a sheet on the bottom you can pull yes.
0: out. We we do not buy the. This is a toaster we've had okay. for I have no okay. idea how long. But either way, my goodness, what a all over the place. Oh, we did get an email, so at least we know the email is working. You were going to tell me about the email and the issues. I'm not saying we need to go to the emails right now, but do you want to talk about the email issues now? Do you want to save it for when we actually do the emails?
1: Oh, we can talk about it now, I suppose. Glenn sent us an email, and we didn't get it at the Gmail account. I got it in my account, um, and I almost didn't see it because – For some reason, even on my account, it sent it to spam. Sorry, Glenn. Apparently, you're a spammer. I think it it marked it as spam because it was wishing us a happy birthday, and I think it might have flagged it Uh, off of happy birthday. Um, Sneak peek of Glenn's email. But yeah, but his never showed up anywhere on the Gmail account. I checked the spam over there. It's not there. Yeah, I'm just looking at it right now. The so spam, I really don't know what is going on. Still, the only thing hmm. I can say is, you know, the one that we just got in um, from Jeremy, that one is a Hotmail account. I think there is something about Gmail accounts going to Gmail. I think there's they're filtering out messages that come from Gmail accounts. You would
0: think with the, the number of, <coughs> pardon me, with the number of people who have Gmail accounts, you would think that's a problem. They would have fixed already
1: would think and i don't and the thing that gets me is we just suddenly started having these issues we've been doing this for six years with no problems i didn't change anything none of our settings are any different why why is this suddenly happening again i think it's something on gmail's side they're changing the way they're routing messages from their own service and it's getting caught somewhere as, as spam not even going to our spam accounts it's getting caught at a higher level where it just never gets delivered. Um so I don't know how to fix that honestly. Yeah.
0: I, I just mean, sent a, a, an email from my you know personal non podcast email address just to see you know we'll see if it shows up. But um I got it in my account. Yeah. Nope, I don't see it on uh our Gmail. Refresh, but Either way, it's a puzzle. We will have to figure it out. Um, yeah. Hopefully, the, uh, the besties aren't sending us emails. I'm assuming they would tell us about it. Um, so, other than goats. Oh, yeah. We'll, uh, then
1: we went grocery shopping. Actually, at first we got some lunch. Got a burger at Five Guys. That was awesome. Then we went grocery shopping. I got an ice cream cake. We came home. We had some of that.
0: And it was a good day. Did you go into the, the bigger area to do the grocery shopping? Did you go to Trader Joe's to do your grocery shopping? No, we, we went to uh, Mega
1: Mart down by us on the way home. Okay. Because I'm like, there's no five guys near you. <laughs> yeah. So. No, no, no. But we, we did the five guys when we were out um, with the goats. The goats got were it. out in Manchester. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, I don't care. People could hear that.
0: All
1: right. Manchester, enough. UK.
0: Manchester, England, England, Manchester, across the Atlantic Sea. Um, Defo. That's a callback, ladies and gentlemen. That's a that callback. Is. What's your typical Five Guys order?
1: Ah, uh, cheeseburger, lettuce, tomatoes, pickles, onions, jalapenos, mayo, ketchup, little fry, do you,
0: fountain drink. Do you split one or is that just yours? Oh, that's mine. Okay, because we will often split stuff when we go places, A, because it, we convince ourselves it's slightly healthier, and B, so, like, I don't remember the last time I ate a Five Guys burger. I don't know that I could. So good. I, My brother-in-law took me to Five Guys while my wife had her uh, bridal shower in the Great North. I believe that might be the last, or, Yeah. It's been probably five or more years, considering we're coming up on our 10-year anniversary, maybe longer. Um, (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Since. Yeah. So. They're delicious. I think they're the best burgers you can get. I'm trying to think of anything that would compare to it. Like, certainly not the typical chains. I've never been to a Sonic. I don't know what a Sonic burger is like.
1: Yeah. I'm Sonic is still just like a Wendy's. Okay. Well, all right. I'm How about your lovely... birthday? I was going to ask you about that. Oh, thank that. you for yeah. asking. I wasn't sure if uh, we were done with the five guys yet.
0: But yeah. We you know, we just spent uh, four nights in the Great North Woods. Um, so Sunday, which was my birthday, we spent driving up there. Uh, my wife asked if that was okay, if I had a problem with that. And I did not. I didn't mind at all. Um, we stopped at, at a bakery because we believed they had soft pretzels that were delicious Mm. and that was going to be part of my birthday was i was going to get a soft pretzel but because of covid they had to stop selling them because they're not wrapped properly or whatever so that was slightly disappointing but not the end of the world by any stretch we always pack snacks on a road trip so i had plenty to eat um we stopped at my in-laws and chatted with them for a bit which was very nice we watched some of the Red Sox game that they had on the TV. And then we went up to <clears throat> the North Woods. Uh, we went to my favorite uh, noodle shop up there, and I got some Pad C.U., which is delicious. What is and Pad we've... C.U.? It is Thai noodle dish. So it's the wide, flat noodle. Have you had drunk okay. noodles before? <clears throat> I don't know. Or Pad chemo. When I usually I so... have Pad Thai, which has the little noodles. Yeah, no. Wide noodles, which are my favorite part. Um, this one <coughs> is chicken, but broccoli, carrots, snow peas, a little egg, onions. So it's, mm. you know, it's a stir fried noodle dish that is quite good. And then again, because it was my birthday, I got some chicken fingers uh, with a sweet chili sauce from the same noodle place, which were decent. Um, and yeah, we just sort of relaxed. We took a Evening walk to the water because we are within walking distance of the harbor. And yes, it was quite nice. So we, you know, just sort of laid low. And then we've spent the last few days going for walks and chilling out and trying new restaurants. And you know what? I'm going to have to get some more deets from you
1: when we get off the air. I think. Sure. I want to know where you go. Where do you stay? What restaurants do you like? We, we, we have got a hankering to go someplace different. And
0: I don't know that that's I recommend it. It is. It is. Uh, hmm. We left it. We left this morning at 10. We got home at four and we stopped for an hour for lunch and then made a bathroom stop and a gas stop. So it's, you know, four and a half, five hours. Mm-hmm. And you drive through a couple of outlet towns um, or you can drive through a couple of outlet towns to get there. So there are shopping opportunities because I know you are such a shopper. Love um, it. But I, I will give you some details. We have finally, after years, uh, my parents are going not to the same bed and breakfast that we stay in, but they're going to a different uh, place down the road. Um, but, yeah, I think you would enjoy it. If you like the Cape, it is, it is similar. You know, have you been to Martha's Vineyard? I have. I went, I went once as a kid on a
1: day trip where we went Got on a it. tour. And that was it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Okay.
0: It's if if you enjoy going to Cape Cod, and I know that you and your wife have gone. I like to, Cape to Cod eat, multiple
1: eat my miles. way across wherever I'm staying. That's what I.
0: Like. I will give you. We just we went to uh, we got takeout from a restaurant uh, that we walked down and picked up. They were like, you know, you want curbside pickup? And we said yes. And they were like, what car are you driving? And I'm like, I'll be walking from <laughs> another place. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. But uh, my wife had a chicken roulade. Chicken, spinach, mozzarella, tomato sauce over mashed potatoes. Um, I had mushroom ravioli with a roasted duck and vegetable hash on the side. Sounds delicious. I'd be like, if I could do it again, I'd be like, skip the ravioli and just fill that takeout container (laughs) with the roasted duck hash. Um, Skillet cornbread, little chocolate mousse bomb. It was quite the, yeah. You, I will I will let you know because it is a nice place. There's many places you can stay in that area. You're half an hour drive from another little town, which is fun to wander. So, mm. it is a nice trip. I you know I did not wrestle as many trees or hug as many bears as I usually do.
1: That's but okay.
0: That's okay. It's a weird feeling. Did you notice when you went out, and and did the goat thing? Do you notice that it feels like the world has kind of restarted, and. Are you feeling a little uncomfortable at how busy everything is?
1: Oh, yeah. When we went out, um, I don't remember where it was, but there was one day that we went out. I think it was even like midweek for some reason. Was it my birthday? That was midweek. I don't know. We went somewhere, and there was so much traffic trying to get out of that this parking lot that's notoriously bad. Like this, Like, this parking lot is always bad from, like, Thanksgiving to two weeks after New Year's. Like, that whole season, you might as well just not go to the shopping plaza. And the parking lot was like that on a random yeah. midday week. And I was just like,
0: weekday, I was like, what is
1: this? What yeah. is
0: this? I went, before we went on uh, vacation, the Saturday before, I went to um, that the local deli that... We have met tall guy and his wife many, many times um, and picked up some stuff. And then I went to a chocolate shop close to five guys in that little nice walking area. There's a chocolate shop over there. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Munson's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. They they didn't close. I thought they closed.
0: No, still open. Okay. All right. But that place. But just the number of people that like there was I left. There were like a. The place across the street from us was doing a bring your materials. We'll shred them for you. Um, so there was a line of traffic there. There was this huge soccer thing going on um, at a outside of school. You know, parking lots were busy. And I'm like, now, granted, a large part portion of the populace has been vaccinated. I've now hit my two weeks. So not that large a population where they say 61 percent.
1: Well, that's.
0: I think sixty one percent. Has at least one dose. So I mean,
1: actually completed vaccinations at this point is more like thirty yeah. percent.
0: It seems very much like everyone's getting back like the parking lot where I where I went to the chocolate shop was ridiculously busy. Like like you said, like I would expect it to be um on a holiday. Yeah. And that five guys parking lot, depending on which way you're leaving it's a pain in the neck to try to get that's out.
1: That's the parking lot so, I was talking
0: about. It was just yeah, so it think. was overwhelmed. It, it was overwhelming yeah. with how much traffic there was. It, it was yeah. ridiculous. If you go out, if you go out one side, you can only take a right, and there's only one way out.
1: Yeah. So I always go the other way now. I always drive yeah. across the back
0: of the parking lot and go out the other yep. way. Always. Yep.
1: It's but yeah, yeah. it's a,
0: the easiest way to do it. Um, but yeah, it feels like that. And part of me is grateful. Part of me is glad to see people going. But I don't feel like it's the right time to do it. Yeah. I don't feel like, you know, people are making the safest choice. And again, I'm fully vaccinated. I could go to the Mega Mart again now, uh, you know, and, and feel fairly safe about doing so. Barring like a quick run to get actually good produce because the produce selection from the delivery people has been.
1: Yeah. There are certain things we ideal. just won't order from the delivery people. Sure. One of them being ice cream. Um, oh, they just. Interesting. Sometimes they come directly from the store and it's fine, but sometimes it's look, they must be delivering to three or four other people oh, first.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I've literally gotten cartons of ice cream that were completely liquid, like liquid, room temperature yeah. when they show Sharp. up and it's like this, I we're just going to throw this
0: away. Yeah. I don't love anything with an expiration date. No, like milk eggs. Um, I had to walk for the second time. This has happened. Uh, they dropped it off. At not the correctly numbered apartment. So I had to walk down and go in front of somebody else's door and pick up my bags and hope they don't open the door at that exact moment and be like, what's going on? Uh, uh, I swear these are my groceries. Oh, uh, I swear. But yeah, we, I do think everybody who's doing those. And again, bless the people who are who are delivering groceries, but they are definitely doing two or three orders at a time cuz I'll look at the little map when they say, you know, the delivery is on its way and I'm like, you are 10 minutes from the grocery store. So clearly We have seen we people not... go like 30 minutes the opposite direction
1: before they come back and it's like, okay, we're clearly not going to get anything usable out
0: of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we we'll, we make them refund it cuz we just I tr- I tried convincing my wife to do that when we went when I walked in. I was like, we didn't get it. It technically didn't show up outside our door. So oh, I would yeah. say I mean, when we get it, but it's like
1: completely melted and ruined. It's like this. Oh, yeah. This is ruined. If we refreeze, this it's going to be nothing but ice crystals. It's not how it works.
0: Yeah. When I had, because again, this is the second time this has happened. When I did it, when I wrote my little complaint the first time, they were like, well, we're glad you were able to find it. Yeah. It's a $5 credit. And I'm like, no. I would No, granted, it's you know, a 30 second lockdown, but either way, you don't know where it could have been. You don't know I'm in an apartment. I could have had to walk, you know, half a
1: mile down the road to get. I love now when like I get something from Amazon and it doesn't show up and it says it says it's delivered and like you get in contact with them. First of all, they're like, you know, don't contact us unless it's at least 24 hours later. And then once you, yeah. they, once the button even shows up that you can contact them, they're like, well, have you talked to all of your neighbors? And it's like, why do I need to talk to my neighbors? You said it was delivered. It's not here. It's on you to find, as far as I'm concerned. And they're like, oh, we'll give it another 48 hours. Maybe it'll show up. Maybe your neighbors will bring it to you. And again, it's like, I understand. like It's just the reality of the situation and first world problems and all of that. But like, I, I feel like that's
0: not only, my problem. It didn't show the up. Only ex- the only exception is if you're sent a faux puzzle. You should go to your own no. place and get nope. It. <laughs> I wonder if they still have it. Nah. But yeah, although having just ordered some some clothing from a non Amazon place, they're like, "Oh, it'll be here by the end of today." And I look at the thing, and they're like, "It's in Concord, North Carolina," and I'm like, "I don't think it's coming today." Yeah, I've noticed. Luckily, with, these uh, are urgent items.
1: Most things that come from Amazon now get delivered USPS, um, and I. Not everything. Some things do still come UPS final delivery FedEx, but most things will be handed off to USPS for the final leg of the delivery. And I've just learned where I am. USPS will not deliver it the day it's due. You might get it the next day if you're lucky um, or the day after that. USPS just does not deliver the day that they say they deliver. And they'll always say business address, tried to deliver nobody home. And it's like, bitch, this is residential. I have been here all day. Go fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> it's clearly just whoever they have on the route
1: making up yeah. lies.
0: Of um, course. Do you see Amazon Prime vans where you are? or is No. That more just, we we see a lot of things.
1: unmarked vans. We will get a lot of just people in their random white van delivering stuff or a budget rental truck delivering sure. stuff. Uh, sure. But yeah, no Prime vans.
0: Yeah, no, we have these vans that are, and what I've noticed from them is they will say everything, I'm assuming, everything, and once they drive in the main driveway to our apartment complex, I think they say everything in that apartment complex has been delivered. Because we'll get a little notification, and then we're like, it's not here, and 20 minutes later, we hear a thunk, and they thrown it like a discus frisbee yeah. from the walkway to like hit our door. It's the most but, annoying thing in the world, especially when you've ordered something
1: like, you know, a, a
0: expensive piece of electronics, and it And it's just not here. Where is it? Yeah. I ordered some t-shirts. I'm like, you can take your time. Like, I don't need those. But there have been times where, yeah, you're waiting on something and you're like, it's supposed to be here. Or it shows up. We had one It was like 9.30 at night and it showed up. And I was like, A, I was asleep and the doorbell woke me up. So I'm pissed about that. And B...
1: (laughs) I don't know if you've noticed. You probably haven't because if I had to guess, mail must go to like um, an island or something where all of the apartments are. So, But like here, we've noticed now um, USPS trucks drive through our neighborhood three times a day. There's someone who comes in the morning delivering packages. There's someone who comes in the afternoon who I think is also doing packages. And then yep. the actual three. mail comes at like 7 p.m., 8 p.m. That's amazing
0: for you. Because as the proud parent of a dog who barks at everything, the fact that the mail chart shows up three times has to be just the best.
1: And mind you, we live on a cul-de-sac, so, so really goes, the male comes uh, six times six a time. day.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Plus It UPS, is amazing that Oscar
0: does not show up FedEx. more on this podcast.
1: I just, oh, my God.
0: god! Anyways. Anyways. I was going to try to come up with some sort of segue for the uh, the WWE releases and be like, I ordered some Bo Dallas merchandise, but I didn't. There's no Bo oh. Dallas merchandise.
1: Okay. I just got food delivered. Oh, my Lord. Something that has never happened in the history of of this podcast has just occurred. I think DC was just delivered a snack from Mrs. Matthews. This is a historic occasion in the six years of the DDT wrestling podcast.
0: This is amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the first time she's, she's, she's delivered food, left it outside the door and texted that it's here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is the first time she's actually opened the door and left something. She's the best. She is got some microwave popcorn. I love it. I love it. So I, I I could care less about the WWE releases. What do you want to talk about? You want to watch Mortal Kombat tomorrow? Is that tomorrow? I thought it was like the twenty fifth. Twenty yeah. third. Twenty third. Um,
1: I probably won't watch it tomorrow. Um, I just meant in general. I will watch it probably this weekend though. Yeah, I'm
0: watching it tomorrow.
1: Yeah, something else I got Three more days going of on vacation. tomorrow. But
0: How's work going? How's the end of the semester shaping up? Cannot wait for it to be over. How about <laughs> that? Almost there. What does your summer look like? Because I imagine you're going to have to do a little extra work transitioning back to yeah. on-campus learning.
1: Um, we've got some online courses that are going to be online still. Um, first summer session and second summer session. We don't normally teach the second summer session, so that's going to be a little different. Um, but yeah, we've got a lot of ordering to do, things to track down. Gloves are still not in readily, readily ready. are still not available and readily. So um, long delivery times, prices jacked up 30, 40%, that sort of thing. So um, gloves, pipette tips, things are going to be, Sure. A little bit more of a hassle to track down. So yeah, we've got our work out for us, but it is what it is. Well, We're hiring somebody, so there's a search going on, um, working on the book, working on maybe the end of the course. What are you hiring for?
0: A lab assistant, so like an entry-level position. Mm-hmm. What sorts of interview questions will you be asking? Because I'd like to try to answer one. Oh, you know, since it's since it's entry level, I'm sure I will know exactly what to say.
1: Um, I and honest, honestly, I don't really ask any scientific questions anymore. The first time I did a job interview, uh, I did ask like uh, a math question. I straight up asked them, like, how would you make a one molar solution of salt? Molecular weight of salt is 58.44 grams per mole. And the answer would be, if you're making a liter, would be 58.44 grams. You'd measure that out, put it into a liter of water. Um, So it's a very straightforward question. No math actually involved there because the formula weight is exactly how much you need to make a one molar solution in one liter. But I realized the first time I did that, because not one person in an interview was able to answer it, that it was a worthless question. Um, I thought it would be good because it would show familiarity with the subject. It's something they actually have to do regularly as part of their job. By the end of the day, Mm -hmm. it's simple math that you can teach to anybody. And being asked to do it on the spot in an interview when you may not have thought about it since you were in school, it's just a worthless question. So I don't ask that kind of question anymore.
0: My answer would have been, had you asked that to me, I would put salt in my mouth and keep doing it until my teeth hurt. And then I would spit that salt. That would do, I know that would be the amount of salt that I would need to make the solution.
1: The best because answer I that out. I actually got from someone interviewing at that time was, you know, I don't know off the top of my head. This is math that I've done before. I, I am able to do it, but it's been a few years. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go home, and when I send you my thank you email for the interview, I will have the answer for you in there. And sure enough, when they did it, they did. And that was... Um, I, the person you hired? It wasn't actually the person we hired, although it was a sort of odd circumstance. In any other circumstance, they would have been the person that ended up being hired. Absolutely. Um, that was very impressive to me, that ability to you know, be honest, to self-reflect, mm-hmm. and then to follow through on that after the fact. Um, that speaks... That goes a long way um, as somebody now who does hiring. if No matter what kind of, although I wouldn't ask that question, any kind of question I'm going to ask you, you have that sort of follow through and thoughtfulness on that sort of thing. uh, That earns you a lot of points.
0: Anybody out there who is interviewing for a position. FYI. Is the reason that you didn't hire them because they were wearing overalls and a flannel shirt and a big straw hat? Yes. Yes. That is exactly why. Yes. So I thought
1: yeah Now there was just a better qualified uh, candidate, um, unfortunately, but I thought that was very that was very good. That's
0: the kind of thing where you almost want to write a letter of recommendation for the person. Yeah, just right based on that. yeah, like I know nothing about this person, like I interviewed them once, I've met them once. However, the fact that they did this, I believe, speaks to their character.
1: but you know, like I really hate those. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Those, I think, are worthless questions. You know, like, Mm -hmm. instead, I do try to ask something like, you know, first day on the job, I asked you to do this, I walk, I, you know, I explained to you how to do it, I, I walk away, and you forgot how to do it. What do you do?
0: Are you asking me? Yeah,
1: what would you say? There's, and again, there's no right answer to this, I don't think, but... That is the sort of question I would ask.
0: I think I would say I would come up to you and ask for clarification. Yep. Either that or you try to Google it, but I'm not sure that you're going to want the answer being, I'm going to see what a cursory Google search is going to say (laughs) about how to do whatever.
1: All I'm looking for is that they've got the gumption to try something. You know what I mean? Whether it is find me and ask me, that's one thing. And I, I might, if they say that right away, I might say, well, let's say you can't find me. Let's say I left the building to go somewhere else. You know, I,
0: Ask someone else, ask a colleague. That's, say, that's another great asked, question. Yes. I was asked to do this.
1: You were working, I'm not exactly you, sure, at this point in the interview, they know. Like they've met people who are on the committee, they know who they're going to be working with. That's, so that's another great answer. I would say, I would look for this other staff member and see if they could help me out. Yeah. And if I take that away as a correct answer, then you know, I might drill down to yeah, I'll google it, you know. That's yeah. fine. As long as somebody does as long as the first thing you say to me is, "Geez, I don't know what I would do." Uh I'll make it up. I'll do the best I can. Right. Like And even then, like that's not necessarily a wrong answer. I'm not going to fail you from the interview if you have beautiful answers to everything else. But I, sure. what I'm looking for is just an ability to say, be honest with yourself. I thought I knew how to do this. I don't. I need help. How am I going to get help? I'm part of this team now. So yeah. I guess I'll ask somebody
0: on the team. That's really what I'm looking for. That's really yeah. all I'm looking for. I'm going to not do it. And when you come and ask me, I'll say, you never asked me how to do it. Or you never asked You'd me. You'd be surprised that. what people will say. Oh, I've been in enough interview committees and we have to ask specific questions. Like there has to be a behavior management question. There has to be a literacy question, the list of, you know, and while I appreciate and admire someone who has the honesty to say, I have no idea, like that's not something I'm familiar with. There are certain things in education that, you know, it'd be like if you were saying, so, you know, how would you, like, how would you put together a basic lab setup with like the Petri dish? And they're like, I don't know what a Petri dish is, but um, I'd look near the cups, you know. So there are certain questions. I'm like, you can't say you don't know about this. Yeah, fair like, enough. Um, that means you have not taught.
1: I will say, <laughs> um, especially for an entry-level position where I am, I think it is it's more entry-level than an entry-level teacher. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. If somebody said to me, oh, I don't know what a volumetric flask is, I'd be like, that's okay. You're never going to use one here anyways. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there are certain things that I can appreciate that you might be fresh out of undergrad. Um, I mean, in fairness, for this job, I would accept an associate's degree. Um, so there, if you came to me and said, I don't know what some of these things are, I'd be like, that's Okay. You're going to learn that on the job. I wouldn't worry about that. Now, if all you have in an associate's degree, I don't know that you're going to progress eventually beyond this position. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know that you're going to be a good candidate to upgrade down the line to higher level positions in our structure. Um, but I think it would be enough to get you started in this role and you might be able to then utilize that experience to get yourself a position somewhere else. Um, but I don't want to say that for sure. But, you know, there are roadblocks in terms of the education um, and being able to move up the ladder in some ways. Yeah.
0: There's, there's a difference when we get a student fresh out of college, they can say they don't know, or they don't have a ton of experience outside of we've discussed it in our seminar class. And I'll go, okay. Yeah, of course, that's fine. But when you, you know, I'm looking at your resume and it says you have eight years of teaching experience in a local school and you don't know what PBIS is, which is positive behavior intervention systems. Um,
1: that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. Like I said, like, I mean, honestly, for, this, for the absolute entry-level position in a lab, like, I'm looking for somebody who can do dishes and take a labeled container and put it out in the right place on a countertop. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not necessarily looking for somebody who's able to design an experiment or... Um, so
0: you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So if this teaching thing doesn't work out for me, I'm going to get my lab. Do I get a lab coat? Yes. Yes. Can I wear my overalls?
1: Yes. That would be EHNS approved um, coverings for your lower half.
0: This is a fantastic. I'd make sure to wear a shirt. I would have a shirt on under the overalls.
1: In fairness, if you're going to put on that lab coat, I'm not sure the shirt matters. probably okay. Yeah.
0: Wow. It's a great job. Straw hats allowed? You're not allowed to have hats?
1: Yeah, the hats. Probably going to need to take that off. You know, I wouldn't want to All get right. a cotton well, open be, flame. I'll be inside.
0: I'll, I'll be inside. Yeah. yeah. If we do any outdoor work. Close
1: toed shoes, but again, I imagine you're wearing steel toes anyway. So. Oh, yeah.
0: I was going to say I have my Timberlands, but I don't think that's the correct <laughs> shoe of choice for a farmer. So I, I'd be wearing my my shit kickers. I may go back to absolutely absolutely being on the wrestling team with half of the future farmers of America club got me my shit kickers there you go mm-hmm.
1: some nice caterpillar
0: branded um. so what about those releases I, I was gonna say uh, a bunch of names most of them I can't believe they released the thing. iconics that those two and Samoa Joe are the ones that I was I bristled at to the most, and even WWE doesn't really value their male tag team division. No, like the, the tag team champions. I'm just gonna tell you because you don't know. Uh, on Raw, it's AJ Styles and Omos, not a tag team, and on SmackDown, it's Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Who are technically a tag team now. They're now called the Dirty Dogs. But. Okay. D-A-W-G-S. The Dirty Dogs. Okay. But they don't value their men's tag team division. Clearly they were not going to value the women's tag team division. The fact that they had a tag team match on both nights of WrestleMania is a wonder. Do I love the Iconics? Yes. Do I think that they as a tag team. Billy Kay competed at WrestleMania. She did with Carmella. Technically true. Yeah. Like, so for the herd to be
1: turned around and released days later was the surprising part to me.
0: Well, I don't want to pull a GQ and say what the dirt sheets are saying, but what are the dirt sheets saying? Supposedly some of the people who were released were very vocal about either the fact that they were not featured at wrestlemania at all or the fact that they were not happy with how they were featured at wrestlemania and when you look down the list of the people who were released unless you're talking about samoa joe in the poncho i think the only name would be billy k none of that rings so. true to me that again I'm telling you what the dirt sheet said. I don't. I don't hold yeah. a lot of.
1: I don't, I, I, I don't think I'm buying it in this case, because yeah. Samoa Joe, like I bristle at as well, only because he's a great talent, but clearly yes. they're not interested in him as a wrestler. And that's if I had to guess what it's about. He said, "I want to go wrestle." Yes, but at the same time, like I feel like WWE would want to throw money at Samoa Joe just so he can't
0: go wrestle somewhere else. But unless they think, unless they think he's not, it's been a long time since, you know, it's been a couple of years since he wrestled, wrestled. It's been a longer time. You know, he had that great run with Heyman and Brock Lesnar. Like he was a featured player, but they obviously don't think he is a main event talent. I don't think they think he's going to go to AEW and set the world on fire. Maybe he goes back to impact. Maybe he goes to new Japan. In which case, I'm sure they'd be like, I want to know, did any of these people go up to them and say, WrestleMania is over? You're going to be releasing people anyways. Like, this is what happens every year.
1: Not last year. I thought they did it last year. I don't remember them doing it last year, but maybe they did.
0: I could look it up, but I don't care that much. Yeah, but, um,
1: I could be wrong. I'm making yeah. a
0: claim that, you know what, probably wrong. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I, I do wonder, though, if some of them were like, look, if you're not going to, you know, if you don't want me, and I'm thinking of Samoa Joe specifically here, you don't want me to wrestle. I don't want to be a commentator anymore. Clearly, this isn't going to work. You know, maybe it's time we go our separate ways, and they might have been off for it. I they could have kept all of them. And, you know, Bo Dallas hasn't wrestled since 2019. They could have kept paying him to stay home on his farm or come in. Why would they pay the... Heath
1: Slater? Bo Dallas. <laughs> Whatever.
0: No, it was because he's he... – it was last year. Heath Slater, Zack Ryder, Kirk yeah, Hawkins. Yeah, yeah. Those You're were right. all part of the releases last year. Um, but, yes, I understand one social outcast. If you've seen one social outcast, you've seen them all. Yeah. But um, again, Wesley Blake, you know, Mickey James made news today by posting a picture. She must have gotten a cardboard box delivered with big trash bags inside of it. So clearly they cleared out all of her stuff. I don't know if it's from the performance center or what, but she posted a picture of two or three big trash bags with a sticky note on it that says Mickey. And she wrote, Hey, at Vince McMahon, got your care package. Thank you. So clever. Sure, but I don't, I don't know what they were expecting. Were they expecting them to deliver it in like a limousine with like a white-gloved butler? Like, did they expect them to, you know? They probably took some performance center people and were like, here's a bag. Your locker's that one. Why don't you empty it out? And they were like, oh, it's Mickey James stuff. And they put it in a bag. So... At least it didn't get lost, right? Well, that's it. They could have just, you know, junked it. The fact that yeah, you know, everyone's like, oh, my God, this is so disrespectful. And I'm like, is it, though? I mean, like again, you're, you are it. sort of in
1: the middle of a pandemic. I know it's Florida. I, I know it's the Carney WWE. But, like, if you can limit people who don't need to be in your performance center by mailing them their stuff. And, like, honestly, that's what businesses Every I don't know. Like, I'm, some of the podcasts I listen to, like, some of the video game people, um, Giant Bomb Game, Stop, game Spot, rather. Um, they, yeah. they got sold from uh, CBS Interactive Viacom to Red Ventures over the last few months here. And like they're never going back to the office that they left a year ago. Like they don't work there anymore. Literally yeah. stuff is just showing up in cardboard boxes. A lot of it's just been placed into storage facilities. And eventually it'll get shipped to wherever Red Ventures decides the new office is going to be. But not all of it. Like, what are you going to do
0: in this situation? Yeah. It's just the way it is. You know, yes, somebody could have folded it up, I suppose, and packaged it a little neatly and sent it. But they don't care that much. They have stuff to do. You've got like one building manager
1: who's been tasked with doing this for every employee in
0: in, in the building. What what do you want? You got to figure Wesley Blake, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, all of these people had stuff. At the Performance Center. I don't know. It seems like people are making, you know... Mounds out love of People on the WWE. And, yeah. yeah. So... I mean, if you want to hate uh, WWE,
1: you know, there's plenty of other reasons to hate them. Let's true. not forget they still are taking money from Saudi Arabia,
0: right? I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think many of these talents will find their feet elsewhere. You know, when the 90 days no-compete clauses up sometime in, I want to say, July... You know, the Iconics will find their way to AEW. Samoa Joe will find his way wherever he wants. You know, even somebody Mickey James will show up in the NWA with her husband, Nick Aldis. You know, there's plenty of work, I think, for some of these people. Bo Dallas might find work elsewhere. Bo Dallas might decide he doesn't need to wrestle anymore, and good for him. If he wants to stay on his farm and be a real estate agent, more power to him. If I ever move to Florida, he will be the person I buy a house from. Fair enough. All right. Let's get to our emails. We have two this evening. Uh, The first one comes from Glenn. You have it. So the birthday
1: email. Subject line. Happy birthday to ya. It's happy birthday to Doc today, Wednesday, and DC a few days ago. Question for you is, what is the best birthday present you've ever received? And to make it interesting, you have to pick one as a child, and one as an adult. Thanks, as usual. Glenn. Hmm.
0: Best presents as a child. I have
1: the worst memory when it comes to gifts. Really for anything, just about in my life, um, I have the worst memory. I I couldn't tell you what my favorite wrestling match was from last year. Uh, uh, But, you know... Uh, and that would presume you watched wrestling in 2020. Right. Well, <laughs> that too. But even in a normal year. Um, sure. So this, this is going to seem like a cop-out, but uh, going to go see some goats the other day, pretty high on my list of an adult present, because technically that was a present from Mrs. Manson.
0: So Would you do goat yoga? Where you like get in a pose and the goats crawl on your back and stuff pra- or walk I- on your back, I suppose. Yes, I think
1: I would. I, I My only reservations to doing that uh, would be doing yoga in public because I'm not very flexible or good at it. So that would be my hang-up there. Nothing to do with the goats. Your I would love to do Your local farmer's market
0: does it once or twice a year. What's that? Your local farmer's market does goat yoga once or twice a year. Yeah,
1: we've seen it before, I think. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of, you know, I know what my present, like what presents are, but I couldn't tell you, are they Christmas presents? Are they birthday presents? Everything I'm thinking of as from a kid were Christmas presents. I, I will cop out in this way. The presents that I remember are from when, not in April, but in October, because I'm an only child. I'm a spoiled child. And there are no major holidays. My parents and I, our birthdays fall within a five-week period between March and April. My dad's is in March, mine's in April, mom's is in the middle. So there are not a lot of things to celebrate. So on October 18th, my half-birthday, I would get a cake and I would get – wrestling magazines or a wrestling action figure. There you go. And that is what I remember because that was super special and every year like a dummy I'd forget. And then it would I like I'd come downstairs and there'd be a PWI or a wrestler or an action figure and I'd be like, "Oh my god, it's my." Ep-. So, that's the kind of thing I remember. I apologize, Mama and Champ if you're listening and you th- you're thinking of a birthday present that I just loved that I have no recollection of. My wife asked me the other day, what my favorite like birthday party was. And I'm like, I remember looking, I can visualize looking at the photos that were taken at various birthday parties, but I couldn't tell you what happened at a ton of them. Like I remember I had a bowling party. I had a swimming party. The only
1: birthday party I remember is I had a bunch of acquaintances from school over. This probably would have been like elementary school, like third grade or something, maybe as late as fifth grade, somewhere in there, um, I remember we had like a sports themed party outside. There was kickball wow. and you know wiffle ball. Just what
0: a young doc soccer wanted sports,
1: right? And we inside. I remember. I think it was like a Ghostbusters themed party with like you know sure. the I'm table a cover. I remember that. And I yeah. remember we had these party favors. I think my mom had made. They were like these straws with balloons on them and they had like a thing cut out of them. So they like make a whistling noise or something when you blow them up and let them go. And I remember, I think I popped the blue balloon on mine and I cried in front of everybody. And that's the only birthday I remember.
0: Yeah. I remember my fifth birthday again, cause I've seen pictures and, um, I know that Mrs. GQ was there. Um, I I say I remember my third birthday, but, again, it was pictures because it said – the cake said happy birthday, and then it had my name. But either – my parents said the last letter of my name fell off, which turned it into a girl's name. (laughs) I don't think that's true. I think the person (laughs) at the cake place misheard and so just wrote the girl's name. But, again, I don't remember – I was three – I'm, I have no recollection of it, nor could I have read it, anyways. But I remember seeing the picture, and my parents were like, "Oh, the the name, the the last letter fell off." And I was like, "I remember being like, oh, okay." And then afterwards, being like, "No, it didn't." How old were you when Liars. they gave you that explanation? Oh, I don't know, probably eleven or twelve. Oh, okay, maybe All earlier. Right. Not yesterday. <laughs> so it was like last week, and you're like, "Oh, okay." Um, As for, you know, uh, I did not have to pay for this trip. My wife paid for this trip. So she had some gift cards Mm. to redeem. But the fact that, you know, I paid for the food while we were there and some gas and that was about it. And I had four nights in a rather nice uh, bed and breakfast. So that was pretty amazing. Um, But, yeah, I would say, you know, this birthday was was pretty good. Oh, it's a, it's a DDD podcast, so let me just say it right now. Pretty good. Thank you, GQ. I'm just glad so, you could join us. Just so, just so GQ doesn't feel bad that he's not part of the show. Um, our next email comes from, where is it? Jeremy, and it's, you'll never catch me, kappa. So I have to show up in federal court next month.
1: Don't worry, it's just jury duty. They still haven't caught up to all the shit I've done. This will be my third time called to serve. But first time for federal court. Wondering if you boys have any jury duty experience or stories you can tell. Always on the run. Jeremy sent for my iPhone.
0: I was just thinking about this a while ago. I haven't been summoned to jury duty in a very long time. I don't know the rules. Like I remember going. I got called once and then I was told I didn't have to go. And then I was called early on in my teaching career and I drove down to New London because that was the jurisdiction that, you know, so I was I was still listed, I think, as living at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember sitting in a room and reading a book for two hours and then they told me I could go home and like I stopped someplace that I'd never been before and got lunch and felt very fancy like this is what adulting is like. I can go to any restaurant I want, and I have the whole day to do, but that's been it, and since then, it's been, you know, I'm going to jinx it by saying it, but it's been over a decade, and I don't know. I don't know if because I went and sat in the courtroom, like, do I get a certain number of years, or it's just you do. number hasn't been drawn?
1: Yeah, you do get a certain number of years, but I don't think it's 10. I think it's, like, three or,
0: yeah, something. I don't know i don't know what about you you ever been called Uh,
1: yeah i've been called a couple of times never had to go and then the last time i had to go um and so i went to a place down in rockville vernon Um, had to sit there all day didn't get dismissed had to go and actually go into the actual courtroom hear about a case and when i was asked if there was any reason why i wouldn't be able to serve on that jury. I rose my hand because I had a conflict of interest because the case was about um, the academic institution that I work for, and I was recused at that time. And so I basically spent the whole day there. I remember waiting around a lot. Um, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, was on the television at the front of the room. Um, Not even The Fellowship of the Ring. They started it just in the middle of the trilogy. I'd like to think that someone there working there maybe... Maybe they had gotten to see The Fellowship of the Ring the day before, and they were the ones working through the movies. I don't know. Um, and the other thing I, I remember is thing. I spent most of the day writing an episode of the Weekly Wrestling News.
0: Oh, all right. Yeah. No, it's been, it's been a while. I've never had to go in. Um, I remember I got more I time,
1: like, pardoned from becoming again because I got as far into the process as I did. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how much time that was.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I've never had to go in, though my uncle said that if I do, I should not, it's not just for the callback. I should dress like a farmer and make it seem like I ain't got no sense. And they're not going to want a juror like that. It's interesting that we talk about this. I wonder if um, part of the reason Jeremy sent this is, you know, there was a pretty serious... Uh, jury decision rendered this week. Uh, you know, we, we don't get sued for the serious. Um, what is his name? Derek Chauvin, the guy who knelt on the neck of George Floyd. We don't need to go too deep into it.
1: Well, let, me, let me get this straight. Um, a murderer who was caught murdering someone on, on camera, murdering them for, murder. for over nine minutes straight, uh, was, convicted, was of convicted of murder. Yes, and it was a big was, surprise That he was convicted of murder, despite being a murderer, filmed murdering for over nine minutes
0: uh, while murdering on camera. Well, the scary part is, had he not been filmed murdering, I don't know that he would have been convicted of murder. Or at least all three counts of Mm. murder. Only two counts of murder, one of manslaughter. Let's, Let's be honest. But either way, I was grateful. People seemed relieved. Hopefully this is a step in the right direction, though. It's not. Certainly. Okay. I mean, it is a step in the right direction if you
1: want to, Like, I'm not saying it's not I'm not I'm not taking the Republican side of this. What I'm saying is I am not hopeful that this leads to any real change. I sure hope it does, but I don't have any faith in this country anymore um, to ever dig ourselves
0: out of this social hole. So I think, this, just will being lead pessimistic. To, I think this will lead to some amount of change but it will be consistently watered down and watered down and watered down so that it will not be as much change as, of course, we clearly so desperately need. Having said all that, it's time for my favorite part of the episode. Doc Manson, what's your piece of positivity? Same reason I won't
1: be watching Mortal Kombat tomorrow. Last week was the first episode of Season 3 of The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs on Shudder. So I will be watching another double feature uh, this Friday night. I'm looking forward to finding out what it is. Um, His hints on Twitter, not very helpful. I think it might be the stepfather in VFW, but that's just my guess. We'll see. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Always enjoy a good Joe Bobbin. Last week's episode was quite good, too. Eli Roth was uh, his guest. Eli Roth, if you don't know, is a... uh, Big time, sort of Hostel. director yeah, directed Hostel, yep. the Cabin Fever movie, the uh, Hostel and Hostel Two, um, Green Inferno, were his big horror movies. But he more recently he did um, that children's movie with Jack Black, um, the House with the
0: walls clock
1: in its walls or something like that.
0: Yeah, okay. Which
1: is still horror esque, right? It's got those themes. Um, But the thing with Eli Roth is he's a giant horror nerd and horror historian, so he actually uh, had a lot to say about movies that were shown that weren't his. Um, And he was actually very engaging and interesting to listen to. As somebody who doesn't actually enjoy really any of his films, uh, they're not for me, I don't think, um, I enjoyed listening to him on The Last Drive-In.
0: Well, very good. Can I ask, before I share mine, um, do we have any idea when my favorite Monday podcast will be returning? Oh,
1: no. No idea whatsoever. Um, If I end up taking that other position, it won't be this year. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. I'll ask about that off the air, too. All right, then. Um, Let's see. I'll try to mention something that I have not talked about.
1: You know, since, since Doc mentioned something he
0: talks about during every piece of positivity. Well, then I, I, I will say, um, I was really excited when it was announced that all of these movies were coming direct to, uh, streaming services. Um, I'm not wild. The black widow is going to be behind a paywall. That's going to probably it is. Be, cause me to, it's going to be, you have to pay for it. Like Mulan, like the live action Mulan, you have to pay like 20 well, or $30. I'll, um, I'll be skipping to that be one. To watch it on business. Yeah. Um, but the, I am very much looking forward to it. It'll probably be the first thing I watch tomorrow um, is Mortal Kombat. I'm looking forward to it. I am one of those. I, I enjoyed the first movie. The second movie was dumb enough to be at least mildly entertaining. Um, this one looks very good. And so I'm looking forward to checking that out. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier will be ending. And I will say you will enjoy this. I have restarted uh, The British Baking Show. Oh, okay. So I am, I believe, two episodes into season or whatever. They have the first one with Lewis and Chetnya yeah, and people of that nature. So I'm, I think this time I will watch all of them, including the one. You have talked me into giving Noel. 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 No? And Sandy, and then Noel, and whoever the new host is, nah. uh, a chance. I like Matt's Noel. That's the guy from Doctor Who, right? Hmm? Yeah. Matt's the guy from Doctor Who, right? The bald yeah. guy. I like him, too. Yeah. I like Noel a lot. So, He's my favorite host out of all of them. Good. Yeah, I'm enjoying that I have uh, Sue and Anne um, once again, but... I, so it'll be something to have on in the background. Definitely so different.
1: It's definitely a, a different style. So I well. could see how people might not have liked it. But, you know, th- speaking of Mortal Kombat, it just makes me think of that 1995 movie. I know you said you liked it. And, you know, I, I, it's a bad movie. It's a terrible movie. Um, But... Yes. But, yeah. Yeah, it's got all that 90s nostalgia. It's got the techno. It's got the bad CGI. It's got just enough of all the, the, the special moves and the rubber goros and all of that that... Oh, my God, yes. And the thing I didn't realize uh, until recently is that movie was, uh, was, was directed by Paul uh, W.S. Anderson, um, who would go on to do all of those Resident Evil films, um, more close to probably horror fans' hearts. He, did, uh, he followed up Mortal Kombat with 1997's Event Horizon, which is a pretty well- remembered horror film uh, about a spaceship going went through a black hole and all that Sam Neill. Um, that movie also, I don't actually think holds up, but I think people remember really liking it, but yeah, Paul W. S. you can totally tell that, like once you're like, Oh yeah, that totally is him. You know what I mean? But, um, didn't,
0: I never realized as, as it someone, was him until recently. As someone who played Mortal Kombat on the game gear, the uh, only way really, anyway. to really play Mortal Kombat. And, you know, I, I appreciated that movie because it was a great, uh, you know, I didn't have a lot of experience with those fighting games, but I enjoyed the characters. They were like superheroes. Um, and it was certainly better than Jean-Claude Van Damme's Street Fighter. Street Fighter though was even terrible. That movie, though even that movie. I can appreciate if only because Raul Julia, who is fighting terminal cancer the entire time. I it was the appreciate most important day of your life. I appreciate but for me street
1: fighter now, but in 95, I thought street fighter was crap. That movie and mortal Kombat was awesome, but I can appreciate both of them now.
0: Yes. Well, and I appreciate whether it's the honest trailers or the, uh, pitch meeting about street fighter and how you know van damme spent almost his entire paycheck on cocaine (laughs) that he took that entire movie yeah that makes sense so all right uh it's been an interesting ride to say the least as it always is when doc and i get together and it's just the two of us just Uh, the two of us we can make it if we try doc manson at doc manson oh uh ahead of myself. Anything else you'd like to say before we head out to that good If you'd
1: like to have your thoughts right on the air, you can send an email to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. No guarantee that we'll get it, but you know, you can try. (laughs) If you'd like to listen to our back catalog, head on over to ddtpod.com or to your podcast repository of choice. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you Head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to send just a little bit of financial support to DC doc and GQ. It helps us keep the podcast lights on and us watching wrestling on Peacock. Uh, Yes, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to join the four people who continue to contribute to this wild train wreck of a podcast.
0: At some point, we should discuss maybe adding some incentives, whatever they, however small they might be. I've been
1: thinking maybe about it recently. I kind of missed the list.
0: Don't tease me. Don't you dare fucking tease me. I was
1: honestly <laughs> thinking about it the other day. Uh, yeah.
0: I don't know. Just throwing it out there. All right. Could be happening. Probably not. Uh, He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson Cross Platforms. Uh, He's not here right now, but be sure to check out GQ at Sounds Scary Podcast on Instagram. I'm sure he's updated it at least once in 2021. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be a bestie?